Felix here, and good morning to you. Unfortunately, Winston has just told me that the labor market data, Justin, was way better than expected. And that's the exact thing that we did not want. And that's the exact thing that Wall Street's been warning us about, that the Fed might cancel the March rate cuts. I'm going to walk you through the data points here so you understand the exact setup, where the market's positioned, where the risks, where the opportunities are. We can make money out of this and everything else. And it's, of course, not financial advice. It all comes straight from this guy back there, who's um, had another lovely day. Come and also join us on Tuesday before we get cracking here and learn how we make money in three steps, fully automated. And it's very, very simple. It's completely rules-based. That's why it's simple. So come and join me on Tuesday live at 10 a.m. Eastern time, where I will teach you exactly how we do what we do. And it's part of our mission to make a million people financially free, which is Winston and my my mission here. So hang on, what's happened down here with the... Uh, huh, what happened here? I thought uh, we had... Uh, Hmm, one second. One second. One, 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 one second. Bear with me. I'm trying to get that thing there, not to be in the middle of the screen. Okay, that'll do. There we go. Righty hope. So let's get cracking. Let me show you what the data looks like that we just got in. I will color code this uh, green for good, red for bad. Um, Black for hideous. No, we'll just use green and red. And there won't be any any use really for green, I, I would think. I think it's mostly red. And it's a weird thing to say that higher job creation, 216,000 jobs added to the payroll, is bad. Why is it bad? Well, it's almost 50,000 higher than expected. And it basically says to the Fed, interest rates need to stay higher for longer because inflation is still a real thing and therefore the market isn't going to like it. And pre-market, we're down once again. Average hourly earnings, which is inflationary, is up 0.4% more than expected. So that's also bad. The participation rate has fallen, which is also bad because, again, it removes supply and therefore it pushes up labor costs. So that's bad. And the unemployment rate is lower than we thought it was going to be. That's bad. Obviously, not for people who are looking for jobs, but from a Fed point of view. You know, imagine the uh, sherry swirling, crystal decanter whirling uh, sort of Fed president who is thinking we can achieve things by making people unemployed. And it really is the private non-farm payroll here that's to blame. 34,000 jobs more created than we were expecting and it's just it's just not good it's just not good it's um the exact opposite of what we wanted morgan stanley had warned us of this they're saying the expectation for a fed rate cut in march is overdone and we only expect a march cut if payroll falls below 50,000 for february 50,000 what did we just get we got 216,000. So do you really think we're going to drop from 216,000 down to 50K by February in an election year? Is that likely? I kind of doubt it. What do you think, Winston? Do you think it's likely? He seems doubtful. <laughs> this is what Goldman Sachs predicted would happen. 
They said if the data comes in at 200 to 250,000, which is where we are, we're going to get a 0.75 to 1.5% sell-off on the S&P 500. Wow. We're not quite there yet today, but the market's still young. We look at the live market in just a second here. And yeah, it's just, it's just tough data. City Bank said they believe labor market data over the next three to four months will be the ultimate tell whether the Fed's dovish pivot has been successful or too late in avoiding a recession in 2024. I guess that's another way of looking at it. You can say, well, the soft landing is happening. But this isn't a soft landing. This is a this is a soft takeoff. We don't want that. We just want like flat. Flat labor market would be good, but this is a recovery that we weren't quite ready for yet. Recovery should be happening at the end of the year, not the beginning of the year, uh, and therefore it is a problem. Now, overall the market is it in trouble? Well, there are a couple of things that I look at. One is how are people positioned? Where are they? How much of their portfolio is how much of their cash is right now in stocks? And it's quite a lot. It's on this scale here of zero to, in theory, 200, but which at about 160, which is the peak of 2017. It's higher than anything we've seen in 2023. It's the peak in 2019. It's the 2008 peak. So it kind of looks like we're nearish the top, right? We're looking pretty stretched. If you look at CTAs, that's algo traders, which is basically the dumb computers who just trade on the basis of technicals, sort of chart type analysis stuff that we teach. Uh, They are fairly stretched, but not massively. We have been higher. We were even higher at one point in 2023. So they could go a little bit higher. Now, this is again Goldman's. They're saying what happens is if we drop below 4,500, basically 4481, then in the medium term, next couple of weeks or so, below that, the algo funds would start to sell. But at the moment, they're unlikely to do anything major just because of the way they're positioned. Sentiment overall is pretty hot, but like Winston behind me, you're a bit hot. Why are you hot? It's like open a window or something. Um, If you look at the sentiment indicator, right now we're at 1.2. And that's for you statisticians out there, standard deviations from where we are usually. And if I zoom in a bit more on this, you can see we have been higher but we've never been higher for a very, very long period of time. Trying to get a straight line in here, not succeeding at all. But you get the idea. There were blips where we were higher, like 2021 peaks or um, 2016, 17 peaks and so on. But it's fairly unusual to stay up there for a really, really long period of time. So the, the bullishness that we've got is nearing a peak. Not at the peak, but nearing a peak. And if you want to know where everybody is positioned. I think this is a nice little breakdown. Feel free to take a screenshot of this because it's kind of, uh, I think it's interesting. And then I'm a bit of a data hound. Institutional investors is the first bracket up here. And hedge funds are very long. 
future positioning is very long. The mutual funds are sort of, they could go a bit longer. Foreign investors have just run for the hills for some reason. They've sold a lot of shares, clearly. And then retail, which is you and me, and that's sort of passive funds and, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> active equity funds. So these are all fund managers, but that, you know, retail people invest in. They are mostly pretty long. So on the right here, 100 is, is, is long. Uh, the active funds can still go a lot longer. And why is that? Well, they've just taken profits and they're kind of sitting on probably bond trades or cash. So, but overall, we're at about an 80 on the sentiment indicator out of 100. So yeah, you can go to 90, you can go to 100, but you know, we're, we're fairly stretched. Why does this matter? This is dealer gamma. And this is one of those things that hardly anybody understands. I thought you should be one of those people because it's it's very, very useful. So let me get my keyboard out here and I'll I'll write it out for you. I guess that's probably the easiest thing. When when dealer gamma, so when gamma is high, dealers who are the market makers, the guys wafting the papers on the on the on the stock exchange are forced to buy when the market drops and are forced to sell when the market goes up. And that essentially stabilizes the market. And we've been in this Goldilocks scenario for pretty much all of November, December, where my pen go? November, December, we were very high. And right now, we're coming down. We're still pretty elevated here, but we're coming down to more kind of average levels. And that means expect more choppiness. The market will, it'd be possible for the market to move down more because the dealers are no longer buying shares as they fall. And to really understand that, you need to understand options, quite frankly, which so, of course, something you can do if you come and join me. See that banner out that just pops up? FelixFriends.org slash webinar on Tuesday. I'll break it down for you and you'll become a smarter, better informed, more glorious, shinier, more handsome, you know, more fit, all of that investor. It just happens by showing up to one of my webinars. It's a bit like smashing the like button on YouTube. It also just makes everything better in life. Now, and then there is another little thing. And that's something that's also in the Fed's mind. And that's the banking crisis from 2023, first quarter, which has never actually been solved. All they've done is they've shoved about $150-$40 billion down the throat of regional banks and their incompetent management. And that they do that through something called the uh, BTFP, Bank Term Funding Program, which is so boring, nobody remembers it. And the amount of money that banks have sucked out of that just hit another all-time high. And the reason for that, actually, it's that it's a, it's a risk-free trade. You can borrow money from the Fed at a lower rate than if you deposit your money at the Fed. So they're literally taking money out of one pot and they're depositing it in the other pot. Uh, but it also goes to show that these banks are kind of like 
not in good shape. So what happens is that in March, this program expires. The Fed's going to have to justify an extension. And by doing that, they'll have to admit that the banking crisis is still here. Market isn't going to like that. And that they've broke the banking market crisis, you know, the, the banking sector. And they're not really going to love that. So it's a, it's a tough one for them. And if you look at the um, regional banking ETF, which uh, it's recovered tremendously. And you kind of wonder why. Well, because they've been given $140 billion in cash, but that's meant to expire in March. So this could be a bit of a March hiccup, and it's definitely something they need to address. Now, cutting interest rates would help these incompetent banks, but you do need the labor market to calm the heck down. So if you do have a job, it'd be tremendous if you quit and went unemployed for a little while, just you know, for the good of us greedy stock investors. Would you not do that for your fellow investors? <laughs> not a serious suggestion, obviously, you know, lest somebody actually does that. Um, what you can do, if you are frustrated with which way the market's going, come and join me on Tuesday. We can make money in any market. Honestly, really doesn't matter what the market does. Up, down, sideways, back flips and all that kind of stuff. You just need to learn the three rules, rules learn to apply them. And you can do that by joining me at felixfriends.org slash webinar. 